why does every band we talk about always end up being one or two people who do everything? Uh, I guess they can only find one or two people that aren't talented enough to be in a shitty band together. It's just weird. Okay, I figured it out. What? Because if you have like a whole band full of people that you have to convince something's good, it's a lot harder. Oh, so if you're writing you shit, if you're writing <laughs> shitty music, it's really easy to convince one other person that it's good. You're like, no, it's good. And then they're like, okay, yeah, it's good. And they put it out. Versus imagine a whole band. You got to convince five fucking people that the song is good. It's just harder. Man, you just nailed that off the cuff. Fucking keep it simple. <laughs> you're right, I think. I also think if your band is just two people, then you shouldn't be allowed to have a band name. It's not really a band. Why no? It's a duo. It should be like Hall and Oath. You should have to name it your name. Yes. Unless these dudes, I don't recall them being like, oh, hey, I'm Tear. Oh, cool. I'm <laughs> no. Fear. Oh, we should be in a band. It's definitely not the case. If you had to put your name in the band, then everyone would know exactly who to blame. If you suck, then everyone knows who to blame. It doesn't get spread out over everyone in the promo pictures. You can hide behind it. Also, you can replace people. With the band name? Yeah. So yeah. like Hall and Oats, if... Hall or Oats isn't there. It's mm-hmm. just Oats or it's just Hall. Tears for Fears could be any of you. If you didn't know who they were, two random fucking guys. I, I don't know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> two random dudes that could sing the songs and play them and say they were Tears You'd believe them. You'd go, oh yeah, that's Tears for Fears. Probably the reason they didn't want to use their names is that their names are Roland Orzabal and Kurt Smith. Orzabal. You guys want to listen to some Roland and Kurt? <laughs> I guess Tears for Fears is a better name than Roland and Kurt. Orzabal Smith. Put on Smith Orzabal's new Smith album. Smith Orzabal. Smith and Orzabal's <laughs> new album. Can't wait to listen to that. But yeah, I mean, even though you see a bunch of other people doing stuff, Tears for Fears is practically just two people, you know, like ween. I feel like it's two people, <laughs> like ween. Yeah. You could say that Tears for Fears is the worst possible version of ween. <laughs> That's a fucking low blow. Some people may be wondering where they got the band name from. Yeah, I didn't know. I had questions. What are the tears supposed to do for the fears? <laughs> Which came first, fear or the, the tears? Fear or the tears. I wondered if the tears were a substitute for the fears. Tears instead of fears. Oh, like a replace. It's one or the but other. But then that sucks for like an evolutionary purpose. You know, if every time you got scared, you just started crying instead. Dude, I'm just thinking about this. Help. If I walked up to you and I was crying and I said, the tears are for fears. You'd be like, what? It would freak me out. What? Why are you saying it that way? Are they crying because they're afraid of something? Obviously, they're afraid of their mother. Is that what it is? Or One other. <laughs> so here's a quote from Wikipedia, which I think could shed a little bit of light on this. Quote, references to emotional distress and primal scream therapy are found in nearly every song. End quote. On the first album, translation. <laughs> <laughs> My mommy was mean to me. If anyone doesn't know what primal scream therapy is, this is this idea that children are all born the same. The only reason we have a personality is because of the traumas that we've been through. Children are a blank slate is the way that's commonly phrased. And bad parenting is what turns us into who we are. Primal scream therapy is you just scream and it's supposed to unlock this trauma and resolve it. Um, their second album was inspired by a book about a person being in therapy. These dudes are probably psychology dropouts or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. 
I do think before I had a kid, maybe I would have been like, mm, I don't know, maybe there's something to that. It sounds goofy, but maybe, I don't know. But now as a parent, I'm like, that's stupid. It's so fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. And it seems that they agree, which we can get I've to. I've seen we'll, them say pretty we'll much the same to, thing. Yeah, we can yeah. get to it later. But well, we can say it now. I mean, now, like, now that he's had kids. Yeah, yeah he, he basically said now that he has kids, he someone asked him, do you believe in this whole theory? And he said, quote, no, not really. It was interesting, and I still think a lot of things are very relevant because your parents do mess you up. In retrospect, I didn't need anyone to tell me that. I guess in the end, what lost me was that it was based on the premise that children come as a blank slate, and they're only affected by the influences after they're born. I'm a father of two children. I know that's not true. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he, you know, at some point got a little older and rejected the whole premise of his band. Now, now if we could just get Literally, him to stop playing in the band. I, well, I, he should. <laughs> How do you, I guess it's a little weird then. That's maybe why they don't play as much or stop because he was like, everything I created is a lie. Yeah. Thanks for that. Now we have to suffer through karaoke of people screaming, shout, and all the other little bullshit things. And musically, Tears for Fears reminds me of, uh, you remember when you were young, did you ever get one of those little Casio keyboards and it had the pre-programmed? little things in it but you try to play like something over the top of it or anything did you ever have one of those mm -hmm. that's what it reminds me of somebody's got their first little casio keyboard and they just push little buttons on it and start play and they record it and they're like yeah i'm in a band now i think you could be right this shit is so derivative that their wikipedia page doesn't even have a section talking about what bands they influenced Every band we talk about has this little section on the Wikipedia page where it's like, this band cites this band as an influence, blah, blah, blah. No one for Tears for Fears because anyone who would be influenced by the sound of Tears for Fears, if that was a thing that existed, they're just influenced by all the bands that Tears for Fears ripped off. Yeah, there's nothing that stands out that just says, that's Tears for Fears. There's no singing style or musical style that is unique only to Tears for Fears. Did you put together that Depeche Mode had been around for three years when Tears for Fears' first album came out? Uh-uh. There's no excuse for this happening. Yeah, they should have just quit. <laughs> yeah, th this should not have happened. Just don't oh, this band's already kind of doing what we're going to try and do not as good. We should just stop. Just based on everything that we've already talked about so far, we're just getting started. I would 10,000% rather listen to The Human League than Tears for Fears. Wow. <laughs> the Human League? Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Oh my. Fuck yeah. Wow. I would rather listen to Duran Duran over Tears for Fears because okay. at least these bands don't think that they're Sigmund fucking Freud over here. They're yeah. not trying to fucking fix my childhood for me. I mean... Okay, so I was thinking about this earlier, and I guess it maybe fits in here, is uh, with country music, it is a particular set of people that like country music and they identify with it. And the same thing happens with punk rock and heavy metal. People identify as like, I'm a metalhead. Yeah. Pop music is just a generic term. Nobody runs around going, I'm a pop head. I just love pop music, everything. It's just not really a thing that people do. So when people make pop music and it's anything but just poppy fun, I like chewing bubble gum and farting. I think it's annoying. You know, so when Tears Fears writes these songs and there's serious songs about Primal Scream and how fucked up his kid, well, don't make pop music then, dude. Make depressing, shitty music or something. That ties into something that I was thinking about and I don't have it in my notes. I wasn't planning on talking about it. I was thinking about how so many of the bands that we talk about are either just stupid as shit or think they're smart and are stupid as shit. We never get to talk about bands where they're actually as smart as they think they are and making music that represents their level of intelligence. 
We always end up talking about people who are trying to grasp beyond their intellect. To his credit, I guess, is when he got older, he realized he was stupid and believed some dumb shit. Well, I would say a good template for someone drawing from influences like this and making great music that even sounds somewhat like this is Kate Bush. Tears for Fears is straight up Kate Bush light. And I would say anyone who prefers Tears for Fears to Kate Bush probably also listens to other inferior bullshit like Peter Gabriel. Yeah. Same shit. If you listen to especially the first few Kate Bush albums, she's telling you that she's singing about like Gurdjieff, different schools of thought, different schools of ideology, philosophy, things like that. And she's clearly a genius. Much smarter. Yeah. She's also an innovator in her field. She's one of the first people to use certain types of synthesizers that she used on albums, particularly the way that she used them. Uh, A lot of people can't handle Kate Bush, especially people who think Tears for Fears is a great band can't handle Kate Bush probably. And uh, well, it's hard to go from something that's simplistic, trying to be complicated, armchair philosophy. It's really easy to pretend to be smart. You know what I mean? It's way different to pretend that you are really into philosophy than it is to actually read philosophy. It's easier to read an online article than it is to go to college for eight years. (laughs) Yes. Tears for Fears just tried and failed to be Kate Bush. And a lot of people did, in all fairness. Oh, for sure. She's super ripped off. He also says that, uh, what's their nuts there? Joy Division is an influence. And I was like... Oh, horseshit. None of this sounds anything like Joy Division. I I was like, wait, because you have... Well, I don't even know where's the influence. I didn't see it at all. Here's what's super weird. It's weird that we're even talking about this band. Tears for Fears has four songs. True. Four fucking songs. And probably most people only know three of them. Isn't Wild Boys one of their songs? Or is that Duran Duran? The Jackass Show? Wild Boys. There's no way that's Tears for Fear. It's Duran Duran, I think. <laughs> I can't remember. Mad World, Shout, Everybody Wants to Rule the World, Head Over Heels. Four songs that probably everyone has heard at some point. Every person listening to this knows at least one person who thinks Tears for Fears is underrated. Really? Oh, yeah. I promise you know a person Uh who thinks Tears for Fears is underrated. And that is the opposite of true. It's just not true. I wonder how many people were exposed to Tears for Fears after uh, watching Donnie Darko. Oh, man. A shit ton. I don't know if we should blame Tears for Fears for Donnie Darko being so huge in the early 2000s or if we should blame Donnie Darko for the renewed interest in Tears for Fears in the early 2000s. It's like a... One of those things has to be like true. a steroid shot of new fans. Yeah, it's like a negative feedback. Loop. Yeah. It just contributes one to the other, one to the other. All of a sudden, all I want to do is stay home and watch Donnie Darko. All of a sudden, all Dude. I want to do is listen to... Fucking tears for fears. We should do an episode where we go through all of the movies, like say Wayne's World, yeah, that gave a huge resurgence to at least a couple really shitty bands that did yeah. not deserve resurgence, like Queen. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many bands that have these resurging moments because of movies. Fucking Tears for Fears absolutely had a massive comeback. Even bigger than that, it's not just that song because the Tears for Fears recording of Head Over Heels is also in the movie. When Donnie gets off the school bus and goes into the school, the Head Over Heels is the song that's playing. And that's, you know, I didn't even remember that. A huge moment in the movie Uh for people. That's one of the moments that made the soundtrack. That and him riding his bike to uh, Echo and the Bunny Men, The Killing Moon. another big moment i remember people going on and on about the donnie darko soundtrack was donnie darko a good movie fuck no i don't think so either now that i haven't seen it in probably a decade i want to go back and watch it now i'm remembering it and thinking this movie actually wasn't good there's a part where a bunch of kids sit around talking about how smurfs fuck each other 
Not a good movie. Yeah. I don't remember why it became such a cult thing. That because I, it confused the shit out. It's like Tool. It confused the shit out of dumb yes, stone people. It's exactly right. I'm so confused. This must be great. Yeah. I can't fully wrap my head around this. I can sit down with a piece of paper and explain this <laughs> fucking movie to you right now. It's not going to make it any better. Armchair philosophers love these things. And that's why they love Tears for Fears. And Tears for Fears fits in perfectly to the soundtrack because it's armchair philosophy music for an armchair philosophy movie. Are you going to let love rule your life or fear? Oh, yeah. Yeah, fucking I completely forgot about that. Are you going to let love rule your life or are you going to let tears for fears rule your life? When he was a little bit older, it seems, Mr. Uh, Orzabel tells a story about the first time. Is that how you say his name, right? I have no idea. I assume. I hope. I don't like to butcher people's names. It's like I care that much. Uh, Tells a story about the first time he listened to Gary Jewell's version of Mad World. Quote, a friend brought over the Donnie Darko soundtrack and put it on before I'd even seen the film. My son was about eight at the time, and he started singing the lyrics to Mad World. Children waiting uh, for the day they feel good. Happy birthday, happy birthday. I thought, oh, God, no. Yeah. What have I forced <laughs> upon him? I was joking. I didn't feel like that. <laughs> That's what he was saying. I was joking. I didn't feel like that. Meaning about the song. Wait, he, he was saying he was joking. He didn't feel like that when he wrote the yes, song or when he's relating the he was story. Upset, from what I could tell okay. about is that he was upset that his son was singing the lyrics. And he was like, no, no, no. I didn't feel like that. He was trying to tell his son. No, I was joking. I don't know if he was joking or not, but that sad ass cover of Mad World from the Donnie Darko soundtrack. Well, and I'm going to be honest. When we talked about doing Tears for Fears, I remember thinking I liked the cover version yeah. better. And I was like, no, I like that. And I told that. you to go back and yeah. listen. Yes. I was like, just go listen to it. And I did. And at first I was like, no, is it? Yeah, no, it's so bad. It is so serious. Yeah. And there is no sense of levity in it no. at all. And if you imagine someone listening to that and really getting into their feelings about it, how do you not just crack up laughing? <laughs> it kills me. Maybe if you really identify with that, you should see a therapist. I guarantee somebody listening to this is learning right now that the Gary Jules version is not the original version. No, I know that for a fact. There was some good shit on that soundtrack, though. Pause. We should say that. The church is on that yeah. soundtrack. Well, and and I, I like some of Echo and the Bunnymen. Killing Moon is great. If that music supervisor was a true G, they would have put the cutter on the soundtrack instead uh, of Killing Moon. True. But every movie set in the 80s is required by U.S. law to have a Tears for Fears song on the soundtrack. We should have just gone through all the soundtracks it was on. Oh, dude. <laughs> this should be a pretty big clue to everyone that a band sucks when having one of their songs on a soundtrack to a movie set in the decade they're from is a prerequisite to that movie getting greenlit the band probably fucking sucks <laughs> i like that that's a good way to look at oh, it 90s movie we should have weezer on there oh my god we gotta have blink 182 in every movie ever let's talk about tears for fears actual recording of it because all we've done is just of talk shit on Donnie Darko. <laughs> like what is there to talk about they recorded it it's depressing they don't reflect on it still as adults as being a good song or accurate. I don't believe for one damn second that the dreams in which he's dying are the best he's ever had. Have you ever had a dream where you died in it? I always wake almost, up. Yeah, yeah, almost. Yeah, almost. I always wake up and I've never felt good. It actually always stresses <laughs> me out, but maybe I'm not him, so. This guy's never had a sex dream? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck, That's dude? actually a really fair question. He never was, you know, getting his groove on with some super hot chick or dude or whatever he's into. I yeah. don't know, but like never had a better dream than when he was falling off a cliff. This dream of me falling off a cliff just gets me off every or, time. What about the one where you flew off the cliff and then figured out that you could fly? Yeah. Isn't that better? Or you were super rich or I don't know. Shit. 
probably a bunch of other things that maybe you would consider to be equally as good dreams. Nothing, man. Nothing is as good as the ones where well, I die. happy birthday. Happy birthday. Next question. He finds it kind of funny and he finds it kind of sad that the dreams in which he's dying are the best he's ever had. He's conflicted. Who fucking sits around and thinks about themselves this much? I'm kind of happy about it, but I'm also kind of sad about it. How annoying is it when anyone talks to you about their dreams? Anyways. I don't talk to people about their dreams. the worst. Yeah. No, when someone's like, no, guess what I no, dreamed about last night. Yeah, no, How about, no. I'm going to go make friends with that person over there now. I grew up in a new age home. My mom owned a new age store Ugh. and I love my mother. It was very great. It was fun. But with that comes a lot of people that you meet that believe everything means something. Do you know how many fucking conversations I've had to have with people about dreams? That sounds rough. It is torture. As an adult, I don't. If someone wants to talk about the meaning of their dreams, I I bow out. I'm done. If you don't want me to talk to you, for sure talk about your dreams. Especially when you consider the fact that when you were born as a child, you were just a blank slate and then those adults so forced true. you to have all yeah. these conversations so about true. your dreams. But dude, listen. <laughs> Maybe you should scream about it. I was going to say. <laughs> but then I did. I went to the Grand Canyon and I stood at the edge and I screamed and everything went away. Like It was magic. In that moment, all my problems disappeared. When someone starts talking to me about their dreams, I'm just like, what the fuck? Dude, if somebody actually said to you I've decided dreams. that my best dreams are yes. the ones where I'm dying and not only that I've decided that it's both kind of funny and kind of sad you would be like this person's crazy isn't that interesting <laughs> last thing on this song I fucking hate Cat Stevens, not even joking. But if you go find the Cat Stevens song, Matthew and Son, if you manage to make it about a minute and 45 seconds into this song, I think there might be a little bit of a shock waiting there for those of you operating under the delusion that Tears for Fears constructed unique melodies or whatever you think mm. because they just fucking jacked a Cat Stevens song. Direct hit. The next song. We're gonna, Are you sure you don't want to shout about the dreams? That's what I said. I said I went to the Grand Canyon and I... Did you shout? Shouted. Let it all out? <laughs> I let it all out. What is all out? Well, I don't know, but I could tell you some things I could do without. What if everyone... Oh, come on. I'm talking to you. Come on. <laughs> what if everyone took the chorus of this song literally? No, fuck that. What if everyone took the guy who did this primal scream therapy thing serious? What if everyone thought he was right? And everywhere you went, there were shouting rooms or shouting spaces where I just need to shout right now. This sounds like something that probably did exist at some point somewhere. I don't fucking know. I would assume everyone going in there was nuts. Just a little side note here. The guy who created this primal scream therapy thing, again, the thing this band is named after just about all the songs in their first albums are about. That guy's name is Arthur Janov, and he said that his primal scream therapy can cure homosexuality. Yeah. Okay. So, Just, uh, so he's the Mike Pence of the music business. <laughs> he's maybe not that smart. Um, the effectiveness of this form of therapy has been widely discredited both in theory and in practice. Did you see the thing? And I, I totally did not write it down. I don't know why. Or they met him. No. It wasn't that long ago. I think it was in the early, I'm going to butcher this story, but basically in the early 2000s. And I'm almost positive it was at a show and he came and they met him. They were like, oh, was it cool to meet him? And they were basically like, no, it was really weird. Because the guy still, I think, wanted them to kind of push the idea. And obviously, as they got older and had kids, at least one of them in particular was like, I don't subscribe to this anymore. This awkward interaction. I don't really agree with you anymore, dude. This guy sounds fucked up. You would be amazed at how many psychiatrists and psychologists are 
complete psychopaths. Well, anybody that tells you they have it all figured out is a fucking liar. I would say so. Run the other fucking way. Oh, you're gay. Go scream in this room and you won't be gay <laughs> yeah, anymore. It'll fix you. You should definitely fucking leave. There's nothing to fix. Fuck you. Yeah. That's such a dickheaded. Th- Who? I, oh, God damn it. That's the time for well, on another podcast. I'm going to shout. I'm going to let it all out. There's no shouting in this song. Well, there's some things I could do without. Here's another lyric. Come on. I'm talking to you. <laughs> I'm going to leave both of those in there. Here's another lyric. They gave you life and in return, you gave them hell. I thought this dude was on the kid's side. Now it sounds like he's on the parent's side. Oh, good point. What? Fuck you, buddy. You can't have it both ways. That is like him wanting to say, respect your parents. Although supposedly if you believed it, then you'd be giving your parents hell because your parents fucked you up. You were born a blank slate. Your parents turned into a shit bag. Then you yelled and gave them shit. So what? It's so it's fucked up. This is probably why you shouldn't take mental health advice from from Tears for Fears pop stars. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely don't take mental health advice from pop stars. Next song, gonna come right out and say it. Mm-hmm. Everybody does not want to rule the world. No, I don't. Me either. I never even one time thought that would be fun. It would suck dick. Can you imagine? I don't even want to rule a company. I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't. Let alone the world. I don't want to be a CEO. No. How about that? That's too stressful. It's hard enough having a kid, man. Ruling the world? No way. No. Everybody wants to rule. That's incorrect. The original lyrics were, everybody wants to go to war. And again, not everybody wants to go to war, guys. In all platitudes. These fools are seriously out of touch with humanity in general, I would say. It's like you live in your own. Go outside. Go, leave your house. Talk to someone. They're just going to say that. Don't talk to that Arthur Janov guy. <laughs> This is what happens when you're stuck with the same two people. Just, yeah, everyone does want to rule the world. And like, yeah, nobody's there to be like, no, I mean, that's not true. So they just feed off each other constantly. And next thing you know, they're putting out these fucking songs. And again, this is super poppy song, depressing lyrics all over again. Why's he singing like this? (laughs) What's he doing there? Everybody wants to rule the world. (laughs) I don't like it. Can we make him not do this now? I would like a different singer. Everybody should agree with me. Yeah, that's great, dude. I'm jamming. <laughs> I had my eyes closed and I really thought you were him for a second. I was totally convinced. I don't like the way he's singing. Probably because he can't sing very well. Oh, you think so? <laughs> he's not going to win any awards. I feel like a lot of people now sing the way that he sings in this song. Uh, You know, this is just the hard truth about music is not everybody should make music. Oh, yeah. If you don't have a voice, except that you can't sing and you should do something else. I'm surprised we haven't talked about this so much because this is such a thing that you find in conversations about shit like this now which is anyone should be able to do what they want to you should follow your dreams that's bullshit don't follow your dreams no fuck your dreams your dreams suck how many dreams have you had where you shit your pants in school (laughs) did you go to school the next day and shit your pants to follow your dreams (laughs) yeah not a good idea it's such a generic stupid thing well you should do something that you have a gift i hate to use that word just because i think it's generic uh, uh, if you you're drawn to something that you actually have some basis to build a skill off of, yeah, you should probably pursue that. And sometimes 
If you were thinking, my dream is to be the next Whitney Houston, but you can't sing, you're never going to be Whitney Houston no matter how hard you try. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're just not going to be Whitney Houston. You could be a singer. You could start a karaoke night at sure. a local tavern. Have fucking fun. And work at Dell. Attract other people who also cannot sing. Yeah. And you can just get together and- But don't be depressed when you chase your dreams and they don't work out. You can pretend, but don't try to get an audition right. with a fucking producer because yes, yes. it's not going to go well. Sing and have fun with it, but don't be depressed when your dreams don't work out because you were never good to begin with. People tell you to chase your dreams. Sometimes you shouldn't chase your dreams. And consider who is telling you to chase your dreams. Is it someone who just got lucky? Because I'm going to go ahead and say 95% of the time you're listening to someone who just got lucky. Yeah. It's pretty fucking easy for them to tell you that it all worked out for them. Just quit your job. You know, quit your job, borrow money from your family, chase your dreams. ruin. Don't even ruin just your life. Ruin everyone's <laughs> life around you, too. Get them all invested in this. And you always end up hearing the one or two stories, one story of someone that did do that and it all worked out. You never hear the fucking yeah. infinite number of stories where it did not. Yeah. Infinite number of people that it did not work out for. Because you walk by them on the street every day <laughs> asking for money. There you go. Dream chasers. Next, this is by far the coolest thing about this band is there's a chimpanzee in the music video for the song Head Over Heels. I forgot to watch this one. I mean, I know the song. And talk about the weather. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, man, I'm trying to remember the hook. Something, something happens. happens that I'm head over heels. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, I got you. Excuse me, sir. Has anyone ever explained pop songs to you? After you get me alone, that's the part where you find a way to say you want to fuck me without <laughs> saying fuck on the radio. That's how pop music works. Head over heels, bro. I'm head over heels. If you're in a situation where this person you've been pursuing and you're alone together and the words that come out of your mouth to tell them how much you like them is I'm head over heels for you. How about this weather? There's a really good chance that's it. You played the wrong card and this is the last time you see them. I'm not sure that these guys know that sex exists because if the best dreams that he's ever had are the dreams where he's dying, not the ones where he's having sex with someone that he couldn't possibly ever have sex with. And he wants to be with me alone and talk about the weather. I know he's got kids now because you've read some quotes he's got that are dependent on him. on him having kids, but I really think that he might have been a virgin when this band was popular. <laughs> it's possible. There's no evidence in any of these songs that this band knows that fucking exists. But this is a fucking pop band. How do you not have songs about sex if you're a pop band? Maybe he was really opposed to it. Maybe he was bad with the ladies. So he was feeding everyone, this is what you should say when yeah. you're in this situation. Be celibate and scream. <laughs> exactly. So it ruined everyone else's chances, so he had a better chance. And then their last hit is some bullshit called Sowing the Seeds of Love, which is the title track of their third album. I probably know every word to it. Yeah. Sowing seeds of love. Seeds of love. Doesn't sound good. He definitely changed. One of them quit. The band didn't break up. The one dude kept doing shit. Tear or fear? <laughs> I don't know which one. You know, then they got back together and did the whole reunion thing. Fucking played Bonnaroo and everyone we know was freaking out about it. Yep, yep. That's true. They're going to get mad about this. Oh, well. Get mad. How do you get on a stage and perform songs that you have publicly said no longer represent anything that you believe in? What in the fuck? Because you're getting paid. I mean, yeah. Probably a shitload of money. It's really hard for me to imagine how I could bring myself to do it. We could probably do an entire episode where all we go through is the reunions and how much people got paid and how they shouldn't have done it. Their hair got better. Their hair got better. Well, just because, I mean, it couldn't have gotten worse. I haven't seen <laughs> my, pictures of them. In the 80s? Well, in the 80s, shit. Anything's better than that. 
that. We should say their hair is not even close to the worst hair of the 80s. Not even fucking close. But it is bad enough to talk about it. Robert Smith was bad. Flock of Seagulls guy. Yeah, that's obnoxious. Most hair in the 80s was really bad. This hair was really bad. I mean, they, they had mullets. Yeah. These guys had mullets. That in itself is, I guess, not unusual or remarkable at the time. But at one point, one of them did put the long back part of the mullet into these tiny little braids. <laughs> and uh, that is certainly worth finding a picture of. And also a reason to delete them out of your playlist forever. <laughs> and also, if Tears for Fears is your favorite band. Your favorite band sucks. You are welcome for another therapeutic episode of Your Favorite Band Sucks. Yes, of course, Mark and I care about the mental health of our listeners. We want you to keep listening to this podcast, after all. And you don't have to join some scream cult or give Tony Robbins all your money to be happy. Just stop fucking lying to yourself about why you're not happy and start doing the shit you know will make you a better person. Boom. Done. There you go. And I know it's Thanksgiving and everything, but you don't have to say thanks, really. You don't, because it's not about that. But if you do want to show a little gratitude for providing some entertainment, we always appreciate honest ratings and reviews wherever you're listening to the show. And we always appreciate you sharing the show with people wherever you're talking to people, you fucking weirdos. Now, this current run of episodes is starting to wind down. We're going to have to take breaks every now and then, at least while we're still getting all this stuff up and running. But we have such a treat next week for those of you who do understand how important it is to focus on the things in life that really matter. Things like happiness and gratitude, sure. Virtues, if you will. Ideas like patience and humility and modesty. Wait, is modesty a virtue? I can't say I've ever been very modest, so don't know much about it. Probably the only thing I know about modesty is whatever I learned from that band Modest Mouse, and they're terrible, so we're definitely doing an episode on Modest Mouse next week. Get hard.